welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Alright, before we get started today, I want to just give the listener a little look under the hood. Because I was going to mention this last week. It's very funny. At least it's funny to me. Probably the funniest thing I've... Funniest joke I've ever heard. But, so, Robert, your your older brother is a very, very good friend of mine. One of oh the best people God, I have yeah. ever met. Me and him went to school <laughs> together. This and joke. about ten and a half years ago, we created what would be the original lore for what would eventually become the lore that happens in the background of this podcast you know how we do cutscenes on like milestone episodes like every 25 episodes there might be like a lore cutscene that all yeah. came from like the the original lore that me and him did all those years ago but that is to say i just wanted to mention this joke on the podcast because it must be immortalized in 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 just in case I know I'll never forget it because it has been making me laugh for like two weeks straight now. Um, but it, it goes a little something like this. Tell me if you heard this one. So the existence of Degrassi, the next generation, does also imply the existence of Degrassi, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, when I tell you, I mean, you were there. I, I could not... I could not control the laughter for it. Uh, I, I've heard, you've told me stories of, of of jokes that you you guys would hang out and that he would just come up with the funniest things and you would legitimately have a laughing fit. And and I've heard stories of this and it's just like, I've never, until I saw it at that moment where he just made the, just a simple joke, but it made you just go into a laughing fit. Like, he had you almost on on your knees taking your glasses off and just like rubbing your eyes as how funny it was because you just would you like tears started coming out of your eyes i think a good joke is one like that where it takes so many layers and generations of of references and cultural things for you to actually understand the joke because i've said that joke to like a few other people at this point now um and i'm like do you get it because it's you know, but you have to know what Degrassi is. You yeah. have to know what Star Trek is. You have to know that there was Star Trek: The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. But for some reason, in that moment, when when something that you know, like the ten parts of, come together and collide like that, funniest joke I've ever heard. Oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> that's that's. It's not a, a a thinking joke. It's just you have to just know the like television like scene you uh, of if you know it there. you immediately yeah. like it immediately That's registered with me the funniest thing and i just think about like degrassi except it's like aliens and stuff but uh just i was gonna bring that one up last week while it was like still super fresh but then a no man's sky update um decided to drop and green badoof needed to perform some poetry here on markers on the map <laughs> the weekly podcast gaming adventure <laughs> Where this week, um, oh god, we got some stuff to talk about this week. Uh, a couple of things, but um, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom the question that exists remains the same: How you doing? Uh, fine. It just seems it's weird. I feel like usually this is a short week, but it just felt super long. But Eh, fine. Uh, can't com- really complain about anything. Uh, sh- anything interesting happen? No. I I just know that uh, I'm definitely gonna go broke this year. Uh, <laughs> so just I guess a quick thing on my corner of the world is uh, I've been I collect figures. Um, I my my RC DLX figure came in which i ordered pre-ordered like a year ago so that came in and i know you so you know this about is that. RC the Transformer, transformers move bumblebee and this is like a hasbro pulse um like Exclusive. highly articulated yeah. figure um and then that yeah that came in not that long ago and then 
I have another figure, or it's a statue that I think you would find really cool. I pre-ordered another figure that I should be coming in any time next week that I already showed you. So that's another figure coming in. I pre-ordered the Mafex Dark Knight Returns blue variant and, and a black suit variant, the black and gray one. So that won't come till December, the end of this year. But that's, that's I pre-ordered those. And then I have a lot of Tom McFarlane announcements yesterday, so I had to pre-order those as well. So a lot of pre-orders coming in. Uh, hopefully and thankfully is not all in one go. It's not like they don't take anything away until... Uh, you know, it ships, but that's still some things I have to just, I guess I have to look forward to. I, c I could have a goal in mind and look forward to those stuff towards the end of the year. A lot of times I'm really picky about the, the figures that I buy, so I don't buy a whole bunch. But like sometimes, and I know you've probably have this with some things, it's like once you get one and then maybe a second one, you feel like you gotta have the set because well, they all go together, <laughs> which is exactly how I felt about those G2 Transformers that I was just like, you know what? I gotta have the rest of them. They're very cool. So it's, it's like that uh, audio clip I've seen uh, around the internet where it's like, "Oh, you know, I I definitely had to get one." Well, of course, I gotta I gotta uh, get a buddy a friend. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Oh, or if they get sick of each other, I gotta I gotta get a third guy. Oh, you know, if I have, you know, might as well get them all. That's yeah, that's yeah. definitely me. And then that, oh, there's something else that I can't remember. It's like me with like completing the battle pass though. Like I finally got the last. Um, challenge reward in the fortnite pass so now my like battle pass green all of it is green the numbers are green everything's all gotten i have the crane back bling and i'm mm. like ah sweet completion yeah so that that's my little corner and then also i've been reading uh my batman year one uh comic the, oh the, the, yeah the... that's pretty good so I, I it's pretty good yeah i was like i, I watched the anime series i was just like i gotta, I gotta read the comics too and then actually I'll, speaking of batman year one i just read the brand new storyline oh. in the in the comic called joker year one which was pretty interesting did did you see that uh atomic Fawn's releasing a original first appearance batman figure where it's like his original appearance with like the purple gloves and like i didn't see it but i know what the i know what the first appearance looks like and that's yeah that's pretty cool idea He's really figure. i think they've done a few with the purple gloves but yeah. like i'm interested in seeing his take on it because the the mcfarlane it's, batman it's, figures are pretty good they're pretty good because uh it's really good for for the price range they are like, like 25 bucks so i think it's really good for the for what you're getting out of it for for a 20 dollar figure you can't go wrong yeah that's pretty cool um other than that, I think I've just been kind of like filling out the... I, I haven't had too much time for games this week, mm -hmm. although I've played a little bit of uh, Modern Warfare 3 and um, Fortnite here and there. But I did finish Mario vs. Donkey Kong in like a couple of days. It, it's not a hard game, and I thought the remake was really cool, so maybe I'll have some thoughts on that here pretty soon. Um, but for, for this week, um, there was a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. So this has been like... Of course, there's got to be a February Direct. There's always a February Direct. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it was kind of surprising to see it was a partner showcase, but the rumors were kind of like treading towards that. Um, partner showcases uh, have historically been like pretty decent. Um, this one, I, I wouldn't say it was the best they could have had, but it, mm -hmm. was, it, it had a lot of stuff that I think is, is worth talking about um, alongside a lot of stuff that it wouldn't be of any interest to either of us. Like... Um, like uh, Unicorn Overlord, a very beautiful vanillaware game, but it's like it's in a genre that neither of us really mess with, so we won't mm. be talking about like Unicorn Overlord stuff like that. Um, but before we get into what games were on the um, partner showcase, we got to talk about this top Nintendo betrayal of all time. Mm. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. I just it just yeah. I know what you're talking. I know what you're gonna talk about. Yeah, so uh, back in the early 2000s, <laughs> there was a little handheld from Nintendo. It was called the Game Boy Advance. In my opinion, one of the greatest handheld systems to ever be released. It, it only had like a life cycle of what, like three years? and then like It had a life cycle of three years, but I think it had more games than the DS. Yeah, I could be weird. wrong about that, but it certainly but... had like, my god... It like it came out in two thousand one, right? Either two thousand yeah. two thousand one, and it the DS came out in two thousand four. But man, the Game yeah. Boy Advance, like tons of games. It had like five Pokemon games on it. 
Yeah, it's um, just like, I know it's nothing to do with the topic, but it's just a weird fact that it only had like a three-year life. Like, even though yeah, people, I think like, about that sometime it. because the DS went for seven years before the 3DS came out. Yeah, I can look, yeah, November 1st, 2004 was when the DS came out. So yeah, it's a very short, but it's weird because everyone loves it, but I feel like it still holds up. Anyway, that's just a, a weird fact about it. It only had like a three-year life cycle. Yeah, actually, so this game didn't come out on the DS, believe mm. it or not. It came out on the Game Boy Advance. It did. Um, It was a sequel to a obscure Japanese title called Mother 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mother 2 was uh, translated into English uh, in the 90s and released for the Super Nintendo under the title Earthbound. And it, it wouldn't be until years later, I think it was, God, maybe 2015, maybe 2014. It, it was a while ago. Um, Nintendo would release the prequel to Mother 2, Mother mm-hmm. or Earthbound Beginnings, on the Wii U eShop. But there was a sequel on the Game Boy Advance, Mother 3, a game in which characters from said game have been appearing on uh, American releases of Nintendo games ever since 2008 with the release of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Um, mm-hmm. There's a character called Lucas who is from Mother 3. All this is to say that game has never gotten released here. Mother 3 has never gotten released mm-hmm. in America. So every Nintendo director back when they did their digital events at E3, they would always people would always talk about Mother 3, Mother 3, Mother 3. There was even a Nintendo digital event during one E3, I think it was the first or second one, where it was like a robot chicken thing that they collabed mm-hmm. with Nintendo and someone in the like audience asked Reggie, um, when's Mother 3 coming? Flash forward to <laughs> Uh, 2024, and Mother 3 got announced at this partner showcase. Mm-hmm. Coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to go boot it up and play for myself. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Where's Mother 3 at? Uh-huh. Robert, where's Mother 3 at? I don't see it on my Game Boy Advance application. Where could it be? Wait, let me just read what it says here. Oh. Coming to Nintendo Switch Online in, on the Japanese version only. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, why? Whoa, 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 whoa. It gets worse. That very night, Nintendo Switch Online starts dropping Earthbound Beginnings icons on the North American Switch Online app. So now you can mm-hmm. use Earthbound Beginnings icons for your profile. And apparently, uh, Japan is getting Earthbound, or like Mother 2 icons next week, and then Mother 3 icons the following week. Which begs mm-hmm. the question, what are we going to get on that week? Because it would be wild if they released Mother 3 icons on the American Switch Online app without releasing Mother 3. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's the thing, is not out of the question that's probably what's going to happen. It would probably happen that way. It's just, Why? When I understand back in 2000 when the internet was very young, internet was still a new concept. A lot, a lot of people did not have internet. Um, things like rumors of Japan exclusive, like that existed. But I feel like we live in an era now where that doesn't really happen anymore. Unless it's like a, a culturally different game. Like it has a lot of like Japan culture in it and like a lot of its history in it. It probably wouldn't release in the United, in the States, but... A lot of games now just release in, you know, at the same time, all all in the same regions, pretty much, like Europe and, and Asia and then and then the North uh, Americans. So it's just weird that Mother 3 has been a game that's kind of been on the radar for a lot of people. And it's not obscure. That's the yeah, thing. It's, it's something that so many people know about. Yeah, it's like people know about it. People want to figure it out and want to play it and not have to either get a Japanese copy, download some type of English translation of it, because that seems to be the only way, even though it's probably not, you know... I mean, look, we live in an era where you can put a Google Translate app on your phone and point your phone at a screen, and it will translate the text. That's probably what most people do. They probably just get a Japanese version and then just write the kanji down or whatever it's written in and then just and just kind of translate from there or even yeah. just look at some speed runs and just be like oh just do this this and this and this is pretty much how you do the like game and so but the besides the point is it's not a weird game to just be released 
in in the in the North American market because it's just like people know about it. How are you gonna put a character from a game that Hasbro's never released in America? In yeah, it's like Mother Three is some big secret. It's not a big secret. Lucas has been in Smash Bros for you know sixteen years this year. Yeah, so it's just it's weird that it's one of those things where I get it. There there's probably a joke there. But the joke is not funny to the audience who actually do want to play the game that's been waiting for a long time. Or to have some type of way to play it on their own version of whatever console, you know, Japan is like the, the Switch, you know. Yeah. And it's just like they want to play it on their heart without having to do like... Because so, you know, people you don't want to go gonna... through hoops when you're already paying $50 for the expansion pack because the Game Boy Advance is on the expansion pack. So, so it's weird because the way people... I know how this used to be a method where the Switch is region-free. It's not region-locked. You can play any... So what yeah. people do is they make a separate Japanese account. But I feel like pe- most people aren't willing to do that. And um, another game that this has happened with on so the Switch Online, like the Japanese-only edition is uh, Shin Megami Tensei, the first one. Mm-hmm. That was also... Re- but here's where the logic kind of falls apart for me. Some of the Super Nintendo games on the North American... Um, app are Japanese only, like mm-hmm. Panel Japan or Mario's Picross. They are like they're not translated. Which I mean, like I get that Mother Three is a long and text-heavy RPG, but there are ways to just aim your phone at the screen or like. I don't. I don't see the logic in just not putting it. If you're not going to do a translation, I just don't see the logic of not releasing it. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on the app, I just don't see the logic yeah, it, in not it, releasing it, the same things because I think like. One of the, I think Switch Online in Japan for Nintendo 64 might have custom Robo. I'm like, I don't understand why we don't have that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just a lot. It's just something I cannot wrap my head around. See, now my question is interesting because we'll probably get to the other stuff. But a quick question is like, I wonder if there's anything that America has, or I guess North, just just general like Canada or or I guess Mexico. Yeah, it's part of the North America. If there's anything there, I that, think it was Advance Wars: Days of Ruin, but then it might have gotten released in Japan as like yeah. A so like, I wonder if anything where like Japan or Europe is just like I will, I wish I had that. Like oh, I, I mean, wish I, I had that game. There's things that Europe and Japan have got that we haven't gotten, like mm-hmm. some of those Sega like re like 3d remakes for ps2 like altered beast i think was released in the uk and japan but never in the in the united states mm-hmm. so like there's there's definitely that but i think advanced wars days of ruin was like the wild one where it was like america and then mm-hmm. japan i think got it as a club nintendo exclusive yeah but um, i don't know uh that's yeah. just it's just weird it's just it, it's it's definitely on purpose and not in a fun way and like i said it's just not fun for us it, i want to play mother three I'm telling you, yeah. I almost bought a copy of it years and years ago, like probably 15 years ago on, on online. Mm-hmm. But now the like, I wish I did because now the prices are ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen a physical copy of, of Mother Three back at Anime Expo, and it was like a couple hundred bucks. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'll pass on that. It's it's a yeah. Just want to play Mother Three, man. I wonder if it's even that great. <laughs> well, we can't. I can't wait for the sequel, Father Two. Father Two, the sequel to Father. <laughs> With that being said, we 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 went on that a while. I, it made up for the shorter intro this week, uh, definitely. But yeah, I, I I just that didn't sit well with me. However, the partner showcase as a whole was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Grounded and Pentiment are coming to Switch from Xbox Game Studios, so these are to be expected on Switch. Pentiment is like that kind of medieval art style, like mm-hmm. uh, like it looks almost like poker or solitaire type. Um, and then Grounded is Obsidian's like survival game where you are in the backyard and there are tons of bugs and spiders and everything. Um, I guess the the cool thing about that game to add on here was that um, I think that was the game that made the or like popularized the arachnophobia filter, which mm-hmm. I think is a cool thing as far as accessibility and like enjoyment of games goes. And like other games do that too um, now. But I think this was the first time we like truly heard of it. Um, as for the other Xbox games, um, Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PS5, not Switch. Mm-hmm. And Sea of Thieves is also coming to PS5 in April, but not Switch, which makes mm-hmm. sense. I don't I don't know if the Switch could handle, you know, running something like Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. as well as a PlayStation, obviously. Now, something that I th- 
was really surprised at in the direct was a remaster of Epic Mickey. So Epic Mickey is a Wii game that took it was a 3D platformer and it takes um like a more classic style Mickey Mouse, not the one that like goes around talking but the more silent version and he gets sucked into like a world of like forgotten cartoons and everything. It's kind of like a really like almost nightmarish tone to it. Um that like clashes with what you like the perception of Mickey Mouse is. So they are remastering this for the Switch um in what seems to be a year that's going to be full of remakes, remasters, but also like new life into some ideas that might have been forgotten. So Epic Mickey was always like a highly regarded thing that unfortunately I missed um back in the Wii era. Mm-hmm. Um so it's exciting to see something like this. I'm trying to think. Do you think because the original Steamboat Willie went public domain. This is why it's being released. Now, I don't think that's why it's being released because something like this had to have been planned. But you know yeah. what? You could correlate the two. Like it's coming out in twenty twenty four to remind people that may like maybe remind them like that like Mickey Mouse is still first and foremost like a Disney thing. So here is this, you know, beloved game. Because it's still it's still because ha- it's weird because when I say it that way, but I still see it. And I'm like it's just it's an amalgamation of both modern and Steamboat Willie Mickey. It's not full-on like steamboat public domain yeah Mickey he's, Mouse. he doesn't have the skin colored face. Yeah. he's got that black and white style um yeah face in epic mickey yeah so it's um, it's one of those things where it feel like it's both now where i feel like back in the day they weren't interested i think enough word to mouth of this game was underrated and people being like oh yeah this game was pretty good and then a part of of mickey's original look that black and white steamboat Willie look came out to be you know public domain so i think it's an amalgamation of we you know if a lot of people are asking for it a big part of the version of what we know that looks like mickey is now public domain why not but still have disney's you know trademarks because it's you know mickey mouse with the like with the skin tone red pants is still non public domain it's still protected by disney right so they they still have a very strong rights hold to mickey mouse it's just why not maybe maybe companies can ask for it now instead of them having to go to disney and just being the idea of it they can actually be like we want to release because it still kind of looks like a reno steamboat wheelie not like but we still you know need some permission so like okay maybe there's a little more i guess I guess leeway around there because it's like they could release it or make their own version of it. So instead of them making their own version, they just be like, "Hey, can we just re-release one you've already made?" Instead of us having to put out the the team effort to make a, a whole new one. Yeah, and I guess no matter what way you look at it, even if it wasn't planned, it definitely seems like the right year for yeah. an Epic Mickey re-release. So the next one we kind of knew about a couple days before. Um, mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance. So this is interesting because it's not exactly your typical Atlas re-release of a game like a Persona 5 Royal where something gets tacked onto the end to make it better and like there are improvements to gameplays. So what Vengeance is, is it is the original Shin Megami Tensei 5. It's all playable apparently in the game, but then there's an entirely new route. So it's mm-hmm. like you either play Shin Megami Tensei Five, from what I'm hearing, or you play Vengeance, and they're both about 80 hours long if you're, you know, going through on normal difficulty. Um, it does have the classic Atlas re-release girl, where they just mm-hmm. add a new girl character um, into part of the story. It's just something that Atlas does with every re-release. In P5 uh, Royal, it was Kasumi. It, there was one of them in um, Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse. It's just there. It's it's got to be there. The Atlas re-release girl. Um, and you know, this one looks like it's adding a lot. Um, I don't know the exact number, but there's a lot of new demons to fuse in, in this Shin Megami Tensei five vengeance. Um, but I think what's most important to note is that this is also coming to, um, PS five. So Shin Megami Tensei five is not a game that runs poorly on switch. It's just that if I can play this game at, at 60 frames, then I think, I've already played through SMTV on on Switch. We've talked about it on this podcast um, years ago at this point. Um, So I'd be excited to revisit that world at a better frame rate because the world itself is very sprawling and massive. There's a lot of effects going on on the screen, a lot of storms and dust flying around, a lot of like hair flowing from the Nahobino. So um, I'm really interested in checking this one out. 
on PS5 when it drops, which is June 21st, I want to say. June 21st? That's pretty close to a certain day. Yeah, it is. It's close to, to the old Anime Expo. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a big one, though. Audible gasps from me. Audible Battlefront what? Classic Audible gasps from oh, me. Oh, I thought that was the title of it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> okay, I was like, what is Audible? Like, what is... Okay, okay. May as well be called Audible gasps because Aspire is re-releasing, yes, re-releasing for Switch and PlayStation... <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Oh, man. This is pod racing is all I got to say about that. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many hours I put on to the, the Apple Mac version of Star Wars Battlefront 2004. But, my God, that game is incredible. There is nothing more addicting than Classic Battlefront, where you don't have to spend tokens to get into vehicles. You could just walk from the spawn point and get into a vehicle, and you can... It's just amazing. You can play as the story droids. You can play as battle droids, stormtroopers. In Battlefront 2, you can play as Jedi. You can play as Sith. They've got all the bonus maps. And, oh, dude, Battlefront. <laughs> I've never played the original Battlefront. I played the 2, the the new one that came out not that long ago. Or it was a while ago. Never mind. It so, was a while ago. For, for my money, the mm-hmm. old ones were more addicting and they weren't revolving around uh like a stat card system where you would like Mm -hmm. give yourself a perk or something like that battlefront 2 kind of doubled down on that so the original battlefront and battlefront 2 i think are better games to just like they've got a more arcadey feel whereas Mm -hmm. battlefront the 2015 and battlefront 2 took a more live service approach yeah I, i don't have too much more to say on that except it'll be good i think mm-hmm. it's like 35 bucks for the two of them and mm-hmm. like it's gonna have 64 player online but f- what i always did in battlefront was queue up all the maps on instant action and just spend the afternoon just running the maps solo like there's a lot of fun to be had there this is like a godlike announcement i think for me because mm-hmm. that is what i'm like. like i still have my physical mac copy of battlefront Ooh. sitting under my tv <laughs> <laughs> oh that's i don't have a computer flop- that can play that it anymore because disc? say again is that on a floppy disk what's that on it's on a cd-rom <laughs> <laughs> it's on a floppy i had a few things on floppy disks uh way way back in the day though like some disney stuff like some disney interactive stuff i think mm. i had on floppy disk anyway that's cool um I don't have much to say about South Park Snow Day, but I did want to just mention that it was hilarious to see them talking about South Park Snow Day on the Nintendo Direct. Like, mm-hmm. the announcer was like, you can come join all the fun on the Snow Day in South Park. <laughs> I was like, good on them, Nintendo Direct. <laughs> uh, why not? Um, Gundam Breaker 4 is a game where you build Gundam models, much like I do in real life, except in a game. Uh, and it is... You know, you can customize your Gundam models and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the the physical edition has a, a collector's edition that comes with an actual Gundam model based on the one from the cover of the game that I'm very interested in. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. Mm-hmm. This is pretty big. This is a new Monkey Ball game. So the uh-huh. last couple Monkey Ball games have been remakes. Um, so this is the first new one in over 10 years. I think the last one was either Step and Roll or the one on the Vita. Uh-huh. And they've redesigned all the characters. I think they've got like 16 play. I, I think it was, don't quote me on the number, but I think it might be like 16 player like bonus games online. But it's it's always nice to see a good new Monkey Ball game. You always have to wonder like what mechanics they kept over, or what mechanics they're introducing. Um, I think this one has like a speed boost thing if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. um but i love monkey ball like i think i've played every monkey ball in some way shape or form except for like step and roll in the one on the vita um it's just a real good series i I like i like rolling the ball into the goal (laughs) uh see monkey ball is cool enough but when they're gonna put out a primate frisbee that's what i'm waiting for see i feel like there's a primate frisbee game on the monkey ball games so it might already be in there <laughs> oh i man. remember the one on the wii banana blitz had like a hundred mini games but then the re-release cut it down to oh, i don't know if it was a hundred but it seemed like it the re-release cut it down to like 15 or something <laughs> all right so it's funny because uh monkey ball so i i did play a, a certain monkey game 
uh, back in the day. Uh, I played uh, Ape Escape 3, right? I, to, I, yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned Ape Escape 3 on the I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it probably in the past. Probably like You've the definitely beginning. mentioned it to me. I uh, So, Ape Escape 3. I, I have it uh, again. I, I, I bought it again. And it was funny because for two reasons. One... Well, I guess three reasons. One, I really just I really do like the game. Two, there is actually a funny Metal Gear Solid mini game that you play as a a monkey that's dressed up like snake, and and you have to do like stealth missions as like a snake monkey, but like it's the ape escape monkey. Yeah. And then third of all, there's a mini game where you take it's one monkey grabs another monkey you spin it around you throw them on a football field and see who get the farthest like monkey and that like was a like shot my put, but yeah escape. <laughs> pretty much yeah so it's like <laughs> I, I don't know why but just monkey ball it was like if people had monkey ball i had that where i had to like spin a monkey around and just throw it to over a football field see how far i can get it see here's the big brain move the galaxy brain move put the apes from ape escape as playable skins in monkey ball or put them in... I'm surprised they don't have Ape Escape skins in Fall Guys. It was a PlayStation exclusive for a while. Yeah, actually... Man, there's still a lot of things they could add into Fall Guys still that, that haven't They're been slacking. in there yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Monkey Ball game, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't have too much more to say. I like the new redesigns. Mm-hmm. I think it looks kind of cool. I think they've, like... The, I don't know if it's something about the like colors of them or everything, but like... The the monkey balls themselves that they roll around mm-hmm. in they're they're different colors for each character now so I think that's pretty cool um always like to see the evolution of a franchise and we haven't quite seen new monkey ball in in a long time mm-hmm. uh fantasy life I I just want to toss in here because it's kind of like uh blurring those lines between first and third party kind of like the original fantasy life did nothing more to say about that just something I'm like I might have to get this for my first party collection but we'll see. Mm-hmm. One I do want to talk about, though, is Another Crab's Treasure. So Another Crab's Treasure is a game we've seen a couple times in other showcases before. This is a Souls game, but you play as a crab. And mm-hmm. this trailer showed more of, like, vo- there's voice acting in it, there's a story and everything. Um, so the, the idea of this game is that um, you can use different objects as the crab's shell. So you can use, like, a discarded can uh, as, like, protection. And I guess the mm-hmm. shells have different abilities. Um, but I've heard something about this game. It has an accessibility feature called Give the Crab a Gun, and the gun just one-shots everything. Now, that's my kind of Souls game. <laughs> I mean, there's also Fight Crab, which I haven't gotten to yet. I have to figure out that on Fight Crab. But Crab so the thing, the gun, The maybe. thing about Fight Crab is that, like, it's so much funnier with the motion controls where you're literally just flailing around. It, like, throw logic and, and physics out the window in, in mm-hmm. Fight Crab. But yeah, a- another Crab's treasure. The gun. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. It's crab with the gun. Crab with the gun. Um, I, I do want to play this. Um, I, I know it interacts with the Cult of the Lamb Twitter account a lot. Um, moving on here, because there's still a bit more. All right, so this one's pretty interesting. This mm-hmm. is a game that we've seen again before, and it shadow dropped. Um, it's Penny's Big Breakaway, and mm-hmm. it is a 3D platformer. Now, it's the cool th- It's what? It's what? What's it called? Penny's Big Breakaway. Petty? 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 Penny? <laughs> it's what? Petty? So, this is interesting because it's made by the people that did Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. So, it's their take on a 3D platformer. I hear really good things about it. Um, it's definitely feels like I want them to tackle a 3D Sonic now. Um, that team, because they've already proven themselves in the 3D Sonic space. Um, I want to play this at some point. I just don't know if I'm like ready for another 3D platformer right now after like mm-hmm. you know dealing with Tomb Raider. Although I feel like I'd enjoy this a little more than Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Pocket Card Jockey Ride On also got Shadow Dropped. And this is important because this was formerly an Apple Arcade exclusive. This is a game that, like, is so highly rated and so, like, funny looking. You're, like, racing little horses and playing solitaire at the same time. Now, the the interesting thing about this is it's from Game Freak, the developers of Pokemon. So every now and then, Game Freak will come out with a game that's not Pokemon. And sometimes, as in the case with Pocket Card Jockey, they have a hit on their hands. Um, It's something I want to check out at some point. Um... But as far as, like, like real-life card-based games go, I want to try Bellatro, which mm. is a roguelike that came out. This wasn't part of the Direct, but this is new. It's, it's on everything. Um, 
it's a poker roguelike where you can have like different kinds of jokers that affect the game in different ways so you can have and like you can throw other cards in there too so i, I want to check that out and i want to kind of like discuss that on here um, when i get to it wrapping up the direct here rare games are coming to nintendo switch online and by rare i mean the company oh, for the <laughs> not rare like mother three right yeah um, like... so they've got snake rattle and roll and rc pro-am for the nes uh, Super Nintendo gets Battletoads and Killer Instinct. And Nintendo 64 gets Blast Core. Um, I think the big highlight here is probably Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. That is the original Killer Instinct, correct? It is, but they should just release the arcade version. But I think you take what you can. I mean, it's still good. The, the SNES version still has its charm to it. It has its SNES charm. But yeah, uh, the, the definitely, I'm surprised that companies just don't release arcade versions on modern platforms. Because they did back in the day. They released like arcade versions so-and-so on the original Xbox. But like, it's kind of difficult to get arcade versions of certain games that should just be released on all platforms being like arcade version of, of KI. Especially like KI Gold is like KI two, which is KI it's just like it's weird it's just it's just weird that I feel like they should just have I guess Nintendo should do this thing where they should have a separate program like the Switch online with like the Super Nintendo where it's just like arcade and they just have like arcade exclusive Nintendo stuff on there. So they could put stuff like KI uh arcade or like Mario or Donkey Kong arcade on there. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Just release a version of the arcade one on just somehow in the Super Nintendo. I don't know. It's weird, but I, you know, I think the Super Nintendo is still great. It still has like the Super Nintendo charm to itself. I yeah. have it. I own it. It's very fun. It still has, like, say, a lot of the good qualities of, of an arcade game in it. But it's not what people would say. It's arcade perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few SNES fighters like that, Clay Fighter, that have, like, this certain, like, look and tone to them that, like, mm -hmm. evokes some kind of nostalgia. Um, mm -hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, there is a company, um, they do releases on PlayStation and Switch, um, that, it's called Arcade Archives. I don't know mm -hmm. what the, what the publisher is. It's a familiar publisher. I just, it's escaping me right now, but they do, like, arcade perfect releases, like, every couple of weeks, but they haven't done any, like, it's, it's a lot of 8 and 16-bit stuff mm -hmm. from, from what I can tell. It's none of the, like, um, it's nothing further, but there's so many of them at this point. Um, if you go, like, look at the eShop at the Arcade Archives, they've got just tons of stuff, like, tetris the, the the grandmasters three or whatever like the hardest tetris game ever made like arcade perfect versions mm. of those um but yeah it's, it's always nice to see um updates to switch online um i think we're we're missing a few rare games still we're missing donkey kong uh 64 we're missing diddy mm. kong racing we are missing banjo tui um but judging by the fact that like uh, almost every other rare game i can think of that like would go on switch online is already like i don't think conquer's bad for days gonna go on there but i mean who's no, to say it wouldn't no i wouldn't see that on the online service i could see that as a separate like you could see it a as a release run yeah like, i could see that as like a limited run release yeah you know I, I cannot see that because of access accessibility to the to the online service it's really meant for that stuff is really just like we're putting t is a little too much for that yeah. let alone something like conquer but i could definitely see like a limited run release of that which i hope they might do because back in the day they're like oh, conquer would never release on nintendo because it's owned by xbox now or the donkey kong 64 is is owned by microsoft like part of it's owned by microsoft's because it's rare and so they can't really release it because of the, the rights but since microsoft seems to be going this whole all digital route it seems that they're more willing to collab with nintendo just to be like we'll release things like this because Yes, Rare developed these games, but at the end of the day, Nintendo owns the rights to Donkey Kong. Anything that the Rare made for them was under the, the fate of it's owned by Nintendo. I feel like have an underlying agreement that it is a lot of rights and stuff like that, so they don't want to just deal with it. But I feel like now... I do feel with, like Rare is willing to put a lot of... The, yeah. Like, I mean, at seeing as they just dropped the five games on, on Switch Online, there are some more obscure games. I mean, Battletoads, at the end of the day, I still feel like Battletoads is an obscure game. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, this, this bodes well, I think for, here's what I really want. 
So they have the Mario games for the NES and the Super Nintendo, and then they mm-hmm. have the Game Boy Advance releases. I want them to put the Game Boy Advance Donkey Kong Country versions on the Switch as well, because a lot of a lot mm. of them have like big differences, especially uh, in three oh, yes. with the music. Yes. I want those all accessible from the same platform. Yeah, I it's think like, that would be cool. Mario RPG. If you were to tell someone, yeah, Nintendo's gonna re-release Mario RPG like twenty ten years ago, they were literally like, "You're wrong," because Square Enix owns a part of that, and they'll never okay it. But it's like the times have changed now, where it's no longer the whole versus is no longer a thing anymore. It's just can we get the right timing to get together and do something like that? It's yeah. not. It's not about the rights anymore. It's about timing of it. Like, can we get together and just do? Because like, Ki is a rare thing they they don't own nintendo that because they made it themselves yes it was published by nintendo but rare owns the rights of those characters but they still release it on the switch which it shows that they're willing that companies are now willing to just work together instead of having this like separate thing yeah i mean we live in a world where super lucky's tale and or in the blind forest and cuphead xbox exclusive games all got physical releases on the switch mm-hmm. and where the switch ushered in this era of crossplay with microsoft and, and sony with with minecraft so mm-hmm. we're, we're living in a world where like the collaboration is a little more plus with xbox putting their newer stuff on on other systems it's mm. just you know it, i feel like at least microsoft like i cannot see sony putting you know god of war on xbox or or, or on switch they put mm-hmm. it on pc close enough i guess um but you know I, I think with with Microsoft and Rare, I think they're 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 willing probably to to let more of this stuff go. I mean, like GoldenEye, um, the first Banjo Kazooie, um, and a few other things. Like even Banjo Kazooie on Switch Online, it says uh, Microsoft, like Microsoft Corporation or something like that. Mm. So, um, anyway, uh, the last announcement at the direct was surprising. So, Endless Ocean Luminous. This is another one of those, like, blurring the lines between first and third party thing. I feel like this tends to be more first party. This is a weird thing to see in 2024 because Endless Ocean was a Wii game. Uh, I think there were two of them. And this is a game where you dive in the ocean and you kind of just explore. And I guess this Mm -hmm. one's got, like, 500 sea life you can find. Some are, like, dinosaurs and stuff or, like, some are like uh mythical like they're not real stuff like that you can play online with people and like just vibe out in the ocean i guess i've never played endless ocean i i Mm -hmm. heard about it when it came out i think the first one came out like 2008 or something um i don't know how much of a game it is but it's definitely interesting to see nintendo resurrecting this ip um obviously we're not going to see a whole bunch of like mind-blowing stuff on the switch this year although i'm still holding out hope for prime Four holiday mm-hmm. season i feel like that's a safe bet <laughs> um but yeah endless ocean definitely something i wasn't expecting and i'm kind of looking forward to it like I'll, I'll play endless ocean i'll give it a go i usually give most of the nintendo published or first party stuff a, a go on the switch so this this one's no different um overall it was not the best i think i think i would have liked a normal direct better but i also understand that like if this rumor about them delaying the switch 2 till next year is true then it's probably going to be a slower year for the switch um but like that's still a lot of ground covered in this direct for for something that's on its that's entering its eighth year i i think we should not expect anything major because what's the point of announcing something like uh Legend of Zelda 3 you there, know like brother if, like, if like there's you know like any Zeldas it's going to be remakes there's there's no point of, of announcing a Donkey Kong Country Returns 3 with the Return of King K. Rool. there's no point of announcing Odyssey 2 there's no point of that when the the console's second life cycle of its second version of itself going to release next year because they've kind of confirmed that we were planning on it but it just seems to be a smarter move just to release it next year we can still have some other things it seems like they're being like instead of announcing a new console and having to put up these quote-unquote bigger titles when it launches we can kind of do cleanup and just kind of release some not so little but some pretty decent stuff that's still on a console that still works super well so yeah might as well save all that for next year right i mean like that's the way i see it the the shin megami tensei game is no slouch um yeah 
there's a few surprising things like the endless ocean i think monkey ball is a switch exclusive i could be wrong about that and then you've got like these smaller things this pocket card jockey penny's big breakaway um the epic mickey the battlefront stuff like that um now robert my question to you then is do you think metroid prime 4 will be cross gen mm, uh, like like breath of the wild with the wii u and switch possibly yeah because it's starting to feel that way it's possible because i feel like it's gonna review highly because if it's a retro studios metroid prime game yes. it, it it by default reviews highly so yes. i feel like i like and it might potentially be like graphically intense so uh, 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 a a a beefier like system might run it at a 60 frames because metroid prime so... feels always feels better at 60 I I can definitely see this if it's uh released for two consoles, this one and the next Nintendo console. I can definitely see standard 1080 30 frames uh you know certain amount, but the next version at least 2K with a 60 frames solid handheld and on screen, that would probably be the direction I would think they would go for for the yeah. next console because like I said graphically games are not games are never going to look better than they are now i think yeah they can have a little more texture but honestly I i've noticed that a lot peak. of new games that come out choose not to opt for yeah the highest they, graphics <laughs> they it's it's sort of peak graphics at the moment i really don't think graphics will change unless someone releases some type of new computer that can just dramatically make such a big difference like it, it literally looks like a video instead of it looking like a a, a video game render where it's just I don't know how close we are to that, you know, behind the scenes of whatever companies are thinking of, but I feel like graphically games will never look any better. And that's not a bad thing because I think it all looks fine to me. And it's just more or less frame rate, loading times, and just reliability of the game itself and the longevity of it. That's just sort of where the direction is going. I think the peak is like once the in-game graphics for Final Fantasy look like the pre-rendered cutscenes. And you know what? They're awfully close nowadays. Like, the in-game cutscenes are very awfully close to their pre-rendered cutscenes to the point where I'm like, why are there pre-rendered cutscenes in, mm -hmm. in Final Fantasy, like, 16 and, and 7 Rebirth now, mm -hmm. now if, if everything can be... Because, you know, those pre-rendered cutscenes, I think, is what takes up a lot of the like storage space that and audio and stuff like yeah, that. yeah audio but, and video well uh, it's mostly audio yeah but um e even like a dragon infinite wealth has some pre-rendered cutscenes and you can tell that they're pre-rendered cutscenes but they don't look that much higher quality than the than the in-game cutscenes so um i feel like you're right we are we are pretty much as close as i think we're gonna get for the time being as far as graphics go um Anyway, so yeah, that that was a partner showcase. Um, I still think we've got some directs in in, in the Switch's life cycle um, mm. going forward. I, I still think there'll be a couple, um, two or three maybe, probably two, um, and then maybe some like Twitter announcement stuff. Because there was one time when they just dropped like every announcement on Twitter instead of having a direct. That was kind of wild. Um, other little bits this week. Elden Ring DLC Shadow of the Erd Tree finally got revealed with a really like interesting trailer. There's apparently 10 new bosses and an area that's the size of uh, Limgrave, which is, of course, the opening area of Elden Ring, a giant sprawling world. And it's a $40 DLC. So firstly, I think it's going to be just massive, probably bigger than games. Um, and... Two, the other thing I want to say is, I don't know if I'm going to get this at launch because I think I lost all my Elden Ring skills. <laughs> you know how it's hard to go back to, like, mechanically complex games after years and be like, yeah. well, how do I do this? Like, it's not hard to do with something that's moved left to right and press A to jump. It's it's hard to do with something where you're, like, doing finger gymnastics. I think, I think the brain can only remember certain things in the sense of all... FPS games are the same, right? Yeah. All, all, all the same. All, all third-person, you know, adventure games are the same. They're all the same. It's just your brain when you like certain genres, your brain can only remember certain things that are universal. Especially when, yes, let's say like all Souls games are quote unquote the same, but I feel like Sekiro, Demon Souls, 
Dark Souls and Elden Ring do not all play the same. Even no, though they're all souls as that's what I'm like your brain can only remember a certain types. So either your brain remembers the Dark Souls style of gameplay yeah. or the Elden Ring style or the or, or the Sekiro style or like you know like the, Demons like, it's, it's is like very that. slow and methodical. Yeah, it's like Sekiro is breakneck really speed and parrying. But like, if that's all you play, then you remember that. But I feel like with us, it's like we go from rhythm games to, to racing games to all this other stuff to where when a genre throws in their spin on that, where it's like, yeah, it's a racing game, but it does this. It's like, you got to remember this. Like, uh, it's like a lot of um, story-based adventure third-person games, all different. Like, uh, Prince of Persia for me, I can remember, but if I try to go back to something like... Uh, uh, like I say, like Uncharted, I will not remember the controls games for Uncharted because it's just like I I don't because they're all different. They all have X. Will I know, like Uncharted always trips me up because it's like press triangle to pick up yeah the weapon and or so something. It, I'm like it's usually like circle in other games. Some games it's mm, X. Some like yeah, like even like going from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo back to Infinite Wealth. I was like, oh wait, no, I pressed this button to pick up, you know, the box exactly. off the ground. <laughs> exactly. So that's what's like. At least with like first person games, like uh, your Call of Duties and Ape, it's like at least you know your left is your aim and your right trigger is to shoot. So it's like at least you can kind of remember. Like that's all universal. Sometimes or if you're you on PS3, the left bumper and the right bumper. PS3 left. No, it's still it's still RT. It's still, oh no L2 and R. Yeah, it's L2 and R2. Never mind. It is bumper. No, yeah, on, on on PS3 you use the shoulder buttons instead I know. of the triggers. <laughs> but you can change. But that's besides the point. The whole point is that even if it's in the same genre, they all have different control yeah. schemes. It all changes. But I will say, it looks like it's going to be another quality DLC. I mean, we cannot argue with the success of Elden Ring and. You know, this DLC is two years in the making. Um, so that's something that I think people will look forward to. We haven't actually brought up how Embracer canceled 29 games or how Bandai Namco uh, canceled five games. But I don't want to yeah. end on a bad note. So I'll get that out of the way. That's yeah. the thing that happened amidst everything else going wrong in the games industry. 29 canceled games from Embracer that are unannounced and five from Bandai Namco. Um, and... Wii U and 3DS online services are ending on April 8th, so make sure you get your last little multiplayer sessions in. I think Pokemon Bank and Poke Transfer Tool will um, remain active even after the other services close down, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been a heavy news cycle for the past like couple of weeks, so I will say that unless any big game news happens in this week, I think we're really overdue for a launch lineup episode next week. So we will have to think of which system we want to take a look at. Um, our previous launch lineups have been the PS3, the original Xbox, and the Game Boy Advance. So I guess we'll surprise everybody with a brand new launch lineup episode next week. But for right now, Robert, would you say we have done an episode? Yeah, I should wrap it up pretty much this week. All right. Um, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on X at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we do like to end each episode with a world-famous video game quote remastered. And I knew this was going to happen at one point. <laughs> so... <laughs> one where it wasn't a game anyway <laughs> you know ellie we really are the game awards 2022 remastered and we will see you guys next time bye later later